and welcome to the Life Living It and Loving It podcast. I'm your host, Goran Doan, and this week we're going to be talking all about customer service. But before we jump into all that, I thought I'd give you my usual weekly update. So uh, this week's been a, a busy, hectic week for me work-wise. Been trying to get a lot of stuff done, um, a few new clients, etc., which is really cool, exciting stuff. So a uh, bit been super busy. Been able to get outside uh, a bit for walks, etc., with snow, but a lot of rain here where I am. So I don't know what the weather's like where you are, but hopefully you've been able to get out and enjoy some uh, dry weather. And if not, hopefully you've been able to still get some outside for some fresh air and not got too wet. And we've been getting absolutely drenched here and then it takes ages to dry snow off when we get back home because uh, she's a, a long-haired or a medium-haired German Shepherd, so she absorbs a lot of water, so it takes a while to, to get her dried off when we get back home. Uh, but still really nice to be getting outside. Really loving the, the longer days. It's uh, becoming a bit more obvious now that... Uh, uh, the days are getting a bit longer, less dark in the mornings, less dark in the evenings, which is really nice. Still not uh, super long days, but uh, better than it was uh, around Christmas time. Um, so really appreciating the longer light hours. Uh, just makes life a little bit easier when walking snow early in the morning and late at night. It can be a bit depressing walking in the, in the mornings in the dark and then walking in the evenings in the dark and then not really seeing too much of the daylight um, outside during the day because I'm working. Um, so really nice to be able to spend some time uh, outside in the longer in the longer daylight hours, which is cool. Hopefully you've had a great week wherever you are uh, and have managed to get some good stuff done. Might be some positive news on the horizon as I'm recording this. Um, there's going to be an announcement uh, tomorrow night, I think, or it will have happened by the time this is released, about the plans for easing lockdown. So that would be really interesting and it would be exciting to see how that plays out and uh, what the plan is there. So I think uh, Boris Johnson is, is doing a uh, an announcement tomorrow night um, after I've recorded this. So uh, by the time, like I say, by the time you listen to this, by the time this is released, uh, that will be old news. Uh, but uh, none Nonetheless, uh, it'll be exciting to see um, what's being said. So this week then, I wanted to talk all about customer service because I've got a couple of examples of uh, good customer service and I've got a couple of examples of bad customer service. But before we jump into that, I thought it would be worth kind of answering an age-old question that I get asked surprisingly often. often. And it, the question is this, is the customer always right? And I have a real simple answer to this question. Yes, the customer is always right. You may not agree with the customer, you may not even like your customers, but the customer is always right. Now that does not mean that some customers you will want to fire as customers. I think it's perfectly acceptable to fire some customers, but even when you fire customers, you want them to have a positive experience so that they don't leave negative reviews, etc. I'd rather um, lose a little bit of income to an existing customer if they're not my ideal client, if they're not performing in the way or acting in the way I would hope a client would act I'd rather get rid of that client but in doing so I would make sure that they had a pleasant experience to ensure that they didn't leave negative reviews and still had that positive experience so although I've not met their expectations necessarily uh, maybe they, they had set ex um, impossible expectations for you as a business or, or a supplier to meet um, but um, nonetheless you need to kind of ease them off so because no review is better than a negative review um, and we're going to come on to that I think that's really key so yes I think the customer is always right and I think the more 
Um, we can keep our customers. You know, everybody listening to this is kind of on board with this, I think. I don't think there's uh, be many people listening who kind of think, no, the customer's not always right. Um, you know, everybody gets difficult customers, and, and uh, I think we all experience that from time to time. Um, I'm very lucky in the industry I'm in and coaching uh, and, and providing the podcast. You know, I, I get very rarely get any... Um, difficult customers um, but occasionally I've heard um, stories from other coaches and other podcast hosts where they have had some negative experiences um, you know I've, like I say I've been very lucky enough, but I'm sure at some point it will happen um, but it's important to remember that even in those negative situations the customer is always right so maybe you think you've been providing um a solution, a service, or a product, even um, to your customers, and and you think you've been doing that to the best of your ability, but it's not meeting the customers' expectations. Maybe their expectations are wildly different than what you offer, um, which is fine. You know, it's just a mismatch in uh, in um, supplier and uh, supply and demand. It's just a mismatch. That's all. There's going to be other people out there who can supply them what they need, um, and if you can help them get to what they need, I always think that that's a good step. I think that's really helpful. You know, there's been a couple of times where people have talked specifically to me about things um, that I'm not a specialist in you know um, you know maybe a client's asked me about um, they, they want to lose weight or or do or do some form of exercise you know and although I can provide some helpful hints because obviously we all eat so we all know roughly what a diet is and I do a lot of research into my diet because I do a lot of sports and, and stuff so so I do have a little bit of knowledge there so I may impart a little bit of information that I've learned a few hints and tips but I'd always recommend that they go and speak to a uh, a nutritionist or a dietitian or um, uh, some kind of expert in that field um because I, that is not what I'm an expert in, although I may know about it. And that may mean I lose the clients. Maybe they signed up with me because they heard me on the podcast talking about a marathon, doing a, a, an extreme event, and they wanted to uh, kind of get my guidance and coaching around that. Although I do that stuff personally, that's not what I'm an expert in. Like I say, I don't ex. I'm not. I'm not very knowledgeable um, about diets and all, all the different mechanisms through which you can gain weight, lose weight, maintain weight, etc. That's just not my bag. Um, so although that client may have signed up to me specifically because of that, because they've heard me through the podcast or whatever, I would always be on, honest and upfront and say, look, I can give you kind of my knowledge and my experience, but that might not necessarily work for you because. Clearly, your body is going to be different to mine. It's going to be react differently um, to, to different foods, etc. And I just don't have that capability to be able to, to interpret that for you and give you a, a sound thing. So I, I, I would be doing them a disservice if I tried to do that. So what I will do is recommend other people who I think can do that, even if that means that I've got to research um, into that field, because maybe... Uh, you know, I'm just so happening to use an example. I, you know, I've used a couple of uh, nutrition experts to help me when I'm doing events and stuff. Um, so, so I've got a few people that I know. But even if I didn't know who they were after, you know, maybe they were looking at something completely random that I'd had no experience of whatsoever. I'd do a little bit of research into that and say, look, I did a little bit of research. I just Googled this and, and I kind of looked here and I, and I found these folks who may be able to help you. Look, I, I've clearly got no experience of them, um, so I can't vouch for whether they're good or not, um, but they may be able to help you. So I suggest kind of starting now or go and do your own research and kind of look for who, who's going to be a best fit for you. So even though that kind of logically doesn't make sense because you're actively taking a customer that's come to you and moving them elsewhere you know you're doing them a service by making sure that you're putting them in front of the most appropriate professional for them 
Now, that might seem counterintuitive when you're trying to grow your business, but actually in the long run, you're going to be doing yourself a favor um, because people will kind of come to realize that actually you're, you're really trustworthy, you're really good. And even by doing that, you're going to have a, that person is going to have a positive experience. Oh, they said they couldn't help me, but they were able to point me in the right direction and gave me some ideas of where to start from. And actually, I went and spoke to some of those people and they did me uh, really solid. They did me a really great uh, plan that I was able to follow, etc. So... I'd much rather have that positive customer experience. And instead of trying to make it up as I go along and saying, yep, this is what you need to do, this is what you need to do, and end up in a mess because that's not what I know, uh, or being found out further down the line, you're not doing yourself any favors because you're adding uh, undue stress and pressure to yourself. You're not doing your client any favors because you're not giving them the best possible information. So in the long run, like I say, it's always better to help the customer out in the right and honest way. Um, um, so that's and that's and that bit is not firing customers. Obviously, they're they're not a disgruntled customer or whatever or a difficult customer. They're just after a different service or a different product than you offer. So point them in the right direction. In that case, that's what I would do. Um, equally, um, if if you are having a difficult client, a difficult customer uh, who's just uh, one of those customers that's just never happy, they kind of cause you more uh, trouble than they're worth. Um, you know, they, they're one of those customers that um, kind of just whatever you do for them, they're never happy. I don't think there's anything wrong with firing a customer and saying, you know, look, we can no longer provide you a product or service because of this reason, um, you know, um, but, and again, I'd always recommend somebody else to them and say, look, you look, you're clearly not happy with our service. Um, I think we're just a mismatch. But what I can do is say, here's some people in the similar field who do things slightly differently, who you may wish to try out and, and let them kind of pick then who they want to go to. Um, and all, But always try and do that transition in a nice, positive way so the customer still have has a positive example. Because if you just kind of fire them straight out and say, uh, no, sorry, I'm fed up with your nonsense. I'm not really interested. Uh, you know, they're gonna leave a negative review and that negative review is gonna be really damaging. But even though they've had a, a, neg a, a negative experience, so to speak, they've not, you've not met their expectations, you've not been able to provide them with what, what they want, and, and probably reasonably so in most cases, um, you know, you still want them to have that positive experience and that positive, you want that positive review or, or you know, if not a positive review, then no review because you don't want that negative review. Now, like I've said, I've got a couple of examples of good customer service and bad customer service that I want to go through. And um, I really ought to start getting podcast insurance because I'm going to mention a few company names here. Um, hopefully I won't get sued um, because this is my experience. So uh, a few months ago, I signed up to a fitness service, a fitness app. Uh, it's a well-known app. It's a big brand app in the app store. It's still there. It is still available. Um, and it's still going strong as far as I can, I can tell. So uh, I signed up for, a, I think it was a six-week free trial, um, which was all well and good. I, I, I kind of went in for a few days. Uh, did a few exercises and it wasn't really for me and uh, there was a number of reasons it wasn't really for me. I thought it was kind of going to be um, a, a thing where I could merge several um, themes of exercise into one plan and kind of say, right, I wanted to be able to uh, get fitter and build my endurance um, and also build a bit of strength and I wanted to add in some yoga, some boxing, some running, some weights, etc. and kind of build a bespoke plan for doing it. But it wasn't that, uh, which is not their fault, not my fault, just didn't meet expectations. 
um, and not that my expectations were wrong, just that they didn't meet it uh, to meet it for me. No problems at this point, uh, no negative experience. In fact, rather positive experience. The app was easy to run around, you know, nice and easy to use. Uh, once I got to uh, got into it, could work out how it worked, and I worked out fairly swiftly that it wasn't for me. Nonetheless, I tried a few of the exercise videos. They were okay, uh, no problems with them. Um, the, the quality of the content was fine, etc. Not not a problem. Um, so what I did, I was uh, so knowing that I, I was in the free trial. So what I did, I went into the app. Uh, and cancelled my um, subscription to the service so that I wouldn't uh, be bothered again. I uh, wouldn't be charged for it when I came out of the free trial. So when it comes to the end of the free trial, um, I didn't receive any notifications or anything, which was great, um, because obviously I thought I'd, I'd unsubscribed. Uh, anyway, I noticed a charge on my bank account um, and saw that um, I, I'd been charged for using the app. It was about just under £100, I think it was. Um, so I contacted the app. Uh, I just dropped them a message, uh, an email um, through the web. It kind of, you know, you click contact us and it kind of opens up an email. So that's fine. I said, oh, guys, I've been accidentally charged. Um, I, I'd been in and press subscribe. Well, I thought I had. Maybe I didn't quite do it right, but I thought I'd press subscribe. Um, would you be able to issue a refund, please? Thanks very much. Um, and they came back within minutes with kind of an automated templated response that said, actually, it says in our terms and conditions that um, if you sign up through the web, you need to cancel through the web. So um, unsubscribing through the app is not going to unsubscribe you. So technically, you're sub still subscribed. And um, our terms and conditions says no accidental, uh, uh, no refunds for accidental purchases, etc. So um, there was quite a few paragraphs in the terms and conditions they sent to me. Um, that illustrated um, that I, I was quite clearly in the wrong. Um, so, and this is an example of bad customer service, right? Because I believe that I've done something. Um, I believe that I've unsubscribed from a service. I've clearly not used the app since the first week of the of the trial. Um, they'd be able to track uh, people's access to apps. As most apps can do that. Um, so they can see that I've not used it, but they're refusing to issue a refund because of um, some crazy terms and conditions, some unreasonable terms and conditions. Um, so as a result, they, you know, they're quite right. It does say in terms and conditions that I have to do that. Um, but what a bad way to treat a customer because instead of now being an app that I could recommend or even offer as a solution in the future. As I was just saying, if people come to me and ask for a fitness thing, you know, I might say, oh, you can try this, you can try that. It, that app is not going to be one of the apps that I use now or recommend in any way, shape or form. In fact, in my coaching sessions, I'm going to actively discourage people from using it because of the way that their customer service is managed. So I've had a really negative experience. They could have refunded that money straight away for me. Um, and I would have had a neutral experience. You know, I, I could have quite happily said, you know, it wasn't for me, but some people are going to get value from that. And I can recognize where people want to do a certain specific thing. It's going to be really valuable for them, right? But why would I now recommend a custom, a, a company that gives really bad, really terrible customer service? Um, you know, they, I had several emails back and forwards and all they did each time was quote the terms and conditions to me. And there was no kind of acknowledgement of yes, we've it, this is difficult. We understand the issue. There was no um, kind of apology for making it difficult. There was no recognition that we're during uh, COVID. So um, 
uh, you know, a lot of people could potentially be on hard times because they've been furloughed or whatever. Maybe they've signed up to take advantage of the six-week free trial uh, and to try and stay fit during this time, even though they've been furloughed or whatever. And and that money could could really hurt somebody by having that removed from their bank account. Um, you know, so there was no really co- real consideration given to personal circumstances or anything like that. They would just by the letter of the T's and C's. And um, as I said, that's just what I would class as negative customer experience. And and this app is, is like I say, it's highly regarded in the app store. It's got quite a few positive ratings. I think there's 50,000 positive ratings on there, but there are several hundred people who have rated them one star. Uh, and, and the app name, by the way, is Center, uh, C-E-N-T-R. So you can check it out. You know, it may be for you. Um, it may not be for you. Um, I certainly wouldn't recommend it um, because of the customer service that I've received. Um, I, I will be leaving a negative review, obviously. Um, so I've already got that um, uh, being written um, to to fill that out. So it's it's real funny that some companies do that, and you think that, especially during these times where custom is so important, where uh, you know the, with lockdown, etc. People's lives are in a state of flux. Everybody's is, you know, nobody knows what's going to happen from day to day. As I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, Boris is about to do an announcement this morning. With everybody's lives in flux, to not show any consideration to somebody's personal circumstances is what I would term as bad customer service. So whenever anybody asks me about customer service, I say, yes, the customer's always right. Treat the customer as you would wish to be treated and, and kind of help them out to the best of your ability, even if they're a difficult customer and you want to fire the customer, make sure that you're giving them that positive experience so you don't get those negative reviews. Now, 50,000 positive reviews is obviously really great. So those are all people that have signed up and they've raved about the content, etc. And as I said, the content was uh, fine. There was no problem that I had with the content. Um, it was just the plan was slightly different than I was expected or, uh, you know, my, uh, from what I had thought it was. Um, so absolutely no issues, actually, absolutely no a neutral kind of experience for myself. But instead of it being a neutral experience and it remaining there, it's become that negative experience. So if we can refrain from doing that in our own businesses, even when we're at work, if we're if we're employees, um, you know, there there are things we do. We provide service to people all the time. Um, Can we make sure that if they don't leave, that they don't leave with a negative experience? Can we pull that up at least neutral? But obviously we're aiming for that positive customer service. Now, on the other hand, Here's an example of great customer service. So um, a company um, that I've mentioned several times on the podcast, I'm not sponsored by this company. Um, I just use them a lot. Um, I I consider them a really good ethical company. Um, It's a company called Gusto. Um, They provide food boxes. So um, I've used them for several years now um, so basically you go on to the app each week um, you pick from a menu uh, you, I think there's over 50 choices each week of uh, food options you go on you pick your food options um, and they send you a box with all the ingredients and the recipe cards for those uh, meals that you've selected so each week I go in I select four different meals um, and then they send the ingredients kind of pre-measured pre-packaged ready to go so it's all fresh food you know it's all fresh veg in there um, depending on what uh, what you order and you get fresh meat so um, they kind of send the meat in a refrigerated section so it's kind of a box they send it in with some ice packs so it stays nice and cool 
um, really great product. The food is always fresh. The product is always great. Um, really great. So I, like I say, I've used them for several years and, and had very little problem with them. Now, when I have had a problem, they've always put it right straight away uh, and, and always had a great experience. And um, I'll give you two examples of the good experience So uh, from, from Gusto. Um, so occasionally um, the box will arrive and it will be missing an, an ingredient. Um, you know, somebody's probably just missed putting it in the box or whatever, and it's and it's missing ingredient. So um, you you let them know, you contact them, and you let them know. And um, what they've done for me in the past is they've just issued a refund for the value of the item. Um, unless it's kind of a major item like a piece of meat. I think that happened once. I was missing a whole piece of meat. Um, you know, maybe I was cooking. I can't even remember what it was. Maybe it was a chicken tray bake type thing I was cooking uh, or meant to be cooking and they hadn't put the chicken in, in which case they, they refund the whole meal because it's the major part of the meal. Um, so they've always been really good and they do that really swiftly. I've never had a problem and, you know, I very rarely am I missing anything. So they've always sorted it out very quickly when something has gone wrong. Equally, towards the beginning of lockdown, they experienced a spike in orders. So a lot more customers come in because obviously supermarkets were short of stuff and people were being encouraged not to go out, which they still are. Um, so there was obviously an increase in interest um, and, and a whole load of new customers for them. So they were struggling meeting the demand because of all this new custom, which is great for a business, isn't it? It's a good problem to have too many customers, especially in this um, time that we're in at the moment with the pandemic. So what they did was they sent kind of sent a blanket email out, I'm assuming to everybody on their existing customer list and said, look, terribly sorry, we're having some issues. Would you mind, would any of you mind changing your delivery days because these are the most popular ones to another delivery day? Um, so I, I responded back because it doesn't really matter to me what day my box arrives on. As long as it arrives, that's all that matters. Um, and I agreed to change the day of my thing. Next thing I know, um, the Deliveries are coming as per usual, you know, on the new day, which is great. No, no problems with that. The next thing you know, they've credited my account with five pounds um, just to say thank, as a thank you for moving the date and helping them out. And I'm like, well, what a positive customer experience, because although it's not really affected me moving the day, you know, it's obviously done them a favor, but it could have affected me. And as a thank you, they've provided a five pound credit to um, for my next box, which absolutely fantastic you cannot really fault that level of customer service uh, you know instead of it again being a neutral experience oh it doesn't really matter to me let's just move the day i was happy to move the day uh, and they they offered a five pound credit afterwards which i thought was superb so i've helped them out and they they provided something so what a what a stark contrast to my previous example of the bad customer service is that you know um where you kind of have that two-way conversation and they've kind of taken an interest in and clearly recognize that there's going to be an impact on an individual and although they can't take into account fully the individual circumstances they've helped out by providing that five pound um, credit note um, you know and although five pounds is enough uh, isn't much you know what a, what a great gesture that is and look now I've, I've used them as a great example on a podcast uh, free advertising for them in a way uh, and f f although it's free advertising for the other company as well, for Center, you know, it's a negative example. And like I say, I thoroughly wouldn't recommend them because of the service experience that I've received. So you get those two stark examples. And in each situation, you don't really know who your end customer is. Um, you know, they could be 
um, somebody like me who's got a podcast, who's going to talk about them um, live on air? Um, they could be radio DJs. They could be television hosts. You know, at the end of the day, you're not sure who your customer is. So you shouldn't, and you shouldn't be trying to work that out either, by the way. You shouldn't be just giving a, a certain service to certain people. You should be providing every customer with the same experience and every experience should be as positive as possible. So even for those disgruntled customers who are not happy with your service, try and make that a positive one. So the key thing to do now is to review the service that you're providing to people. Like I say, if you run your own business, this is really easy. You know, you can kind of know who your customers are. You're, you've probably already got an idea in the back of your mind of who your difficult customers are, um, you know, are you even giving those a good customer experience? Are you giving them a positive experience all the way through the life cycle of the product? Is the support you provide to them after great? Um, all that good stuff. What? Because all those points of contact add up to the whole customer experience. So are you providing a really good customer service? Um, and equally, if you're if you don't run your own business, you know, if you're working for a company, uh, an employer, what service are you providing them? Um, you know, and you can look at things like turning up on time, uh, turning up and putting in 100% effort, um, uh, making sure each of the clients that you work with gets the correct um, product, gets the correct service. Are there some accounts that you work on that are better than others? Um, maybe you're not in a, a, a company or you're not in a role where you work directly with clients, um, but do you treat your employees all the same, um, your colleagues even? There, are, there are, There's a customer service expectation on every single thing that we do. So are you providing everybody with that great customer service? Let's have a look. And it goes back to what I've said a couple of podcast episodes ago about that ability to self-assess and being able to self-assess is really important. So if you run your own company, then self-assess your company and also your role within that company about your customer service. And if you don't work for yourself, you you know, you, you work for somebody else, have a check and see what service you're providing to your employee, employer, your customers, and your colleagues, uh, and you can even do this in your relationship, right? So uh, you can almost call your partner a customer or the person you're in a relationship with. So maybe, maybe you're talking about a parental relationship or a sibling relationship. You know, are you putting in the effort that's required to there? Are they feeling, um, you know, that, that you're, you're part of that relationship, that the level of that relationship is right? Is it imbalanced in any way, the relationship? You know, are they always doing things for you, but you're not really doing things for them? You know, you can look to balance that out. So I really um, encourage you this week to have a think about the level of service that you're providing to your customers across the board. Um, I think that's really important. And we want to try and lift it up to enable ourselves to give the best experience that we can to every single one of our customers. And if our customers are receiving a positive experience every single time, then they they are going to be closer to living that life that they love as long uh, along with us as well. So we're going to be living that life we love. We're going to be feeling better. We're going to be feeling good about providing the best service we can do. We're going to be um, providing, um, hopefully, 
some excellent service to customers. Just the customers are going to become raving fans. Hopefully, that's um, what we aim for at the end of the day as a as a business or uh, in whatever other, other aspect of life we want people to become raving fans. So hopefully, that's going to help you out. Hopefully, that's going to move us all closer to living that life we love. So let's have a think about this week and see what we can do in this space. Hope that's been of help. If you've got any comments or questions, drop us a line on Facebook as per usual, and I shall talk to you all next week.